0: Hello, and welcome to Chaos Considered, where we consider our weird, wacky, wonderful world and share the burden of knowledge. My name is Emily Roberts. Mine is Claire Minnicki. And I'm bringing a fresh,
1: funky kind of energy because it's 10 a.m. Hey! (laughs) I'm cozy. I'm sunburned. I have a blanket on me. I'm, like, living my best
0: life. Wow, incredible. Meanwhile, I'm out here... My dog got the big snip. Congratulations, Congrats. Congrats. Gordon. No kids for him. No, I told him I wasn't raising any grandbabies. Mm-mm. I said, absolutely not in my house. Absolutely not. One was enough. Yeah, One no, was enough. no,
1: Daddy Gordon.
0: No, yeah. So he, if you uh, hear a strange sound in my audio background... Um, my dog will scream unless I give him an offering. So <laughs> I've given him an offering and he is munching and crunching right now. Have so. you
1: rebuilt that trust yet?
0: Um He's so dumb <laughs> that oh, no. I don't think he's put two and two together that like
1: mother was I betrayer. made that
0: executive decision. yeah, mm. yeah. Um, But he is He is entering his teen phase So What does that mean like, for him? Well he's like mom I need to go to the mall Of course um, I want to dye my hair A mall you, rat you don't, you don't understand me Lots of slamming doors um, He keeps talking about getting his ears pierced And I say that he's too young Because they can't they can't pierce his ears at six months old, but he says, I'll just do it myself if you don't take me to Claire's
1: and get my ears pierced. Well, you know Auntie Claire's is ready to pierce his ears whenever he wants. I
0: mean, I meant I meant the Claire's in the mall, but yeah, I mean, if you want to come pierce my dog's ears, I guess. We'll figure
1: out how to do it.
0: No, it's more like he's being an absolute turd. <laughs> <laughs> But it's hard to tell if he's he's being a turd because he just has a lot of energy because he hasn't been able to, you know, wrestle, um, wrestle or wrestle. How do you prevent him
1: from wrestling?
0: Well, first off, my dogs have been separated since he got his surgery on Wednesday. How's Luna? And that's the main
1: culprit. How's Luna taking the separation?
0: It's like some, it's really some real R&R. She's taking some self-care <laughs> time, a lot of sleeping, a lot of napping for Luna. I think she does miss him every once in a while. She'll walk over to his crate when she's out, and she'll be like, mm, you're still here. Uh, <laughs> but she starts it. She starts the route. She was even, like, trying to play with some of the other dogs in our apartment building. So it's like, wow, you need to play with your brother. But they can't quite yet. Um, he's also been in crate bound so he's been just in his crate for longer than normal and which is a part of the reason why I have to give him an offering because yeah sometimes he'll he's good to sleep in his crate for like 4 or 5 hours and other times he's like mama Uh, mama i do not wish to be here anymore mama mama let me out please let Let me out please so that i can find a piece of paper to shred thank you thank you i'm ready to get my ears pierced thank Thank you 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 don't understand me yeah so um can't wait for him to stop listening to me for him to like really be a punk but Mm. you know punk for life but at the same time my dog is entering his teen phase, and I have one fear, and it's an adolescent little boy,
1: yeah, that's a good fear to have that's a fair yeah fear to have. it's
0: like it's great that like um dogs are designed so that when they reach the point where you're not really physically able to like control them, they start being like, "What if I do whatever I want mm. and then that's like a fun that's like a fun thing fair because, point. because like. He's nearly 50 pounds. God, and also, so he is like, do I have to listen to you if we're outside?
1: Do the rules like, still apply if I see another dog?
0: Yeah. He's like, but what if I want to play?
1: All these but are yes. fair points. That's, that's pretty hard to argue against.
0: He he weighed 44 pounds as his vet visit, and he still has to basically double in size. So...
1: Oh, God. <laughs> he's going to be so big.
0: He's going to be a really big, chunky dude. And did I sign up for that? No, but I love him through it. I love him through being a big, big, chunky boy.
1: <laughs> you guys will come out on the other side stronger than ever before.
0: Yeah, when he's like four and mellower, and I can like lay on him like he's a, a body pillow, then it'll be fine. It'll be great. It'll be great. Anyways, I mean, what's up with you, Claire? Do you have anything that you need to bring to the
1: people? Um, I spent about three hours in direct sunlight and forgot that I Mm. have Mm -hmm. the... Skin? I have skin, and specifically skin that hasn't seen the sun in a long time. I looked Mm -hmm. borderline diseased um, walking out into the sun yesterday, and um, now I'm dealing with the consequences um, which I forgot existed. I did forget that consequences existed, which is a reoccurring, uh, yeah, thing in my life.
0: Nothing like a like a really bad sunburn to truly um, teach you humbleness, mm, to keep me grounded, break your spirit,
1: mm, tear me down, build me back up. <laughs> yeah, build you back up, but with worse skin. But with worse, badder skin. This is the thing: is it's not my worst one that I've ever had. I'm a little tend tendy. A little tendy. Yeah. But yeah. Um no blisters. I'm not like purple, you know. I've gotten those before. hmm The is... ones where it's like your whole body will start peeling? Yes. Also so sorry, there's like a <laughs> trash can person coming down.
0: Wow. Well, I mean, you don't really have to call them that. Trash <laughs> 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 I forgot the actual name for their job. Like a a sanitary worker.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't have thought of it. I wouldn't a have thought of man? it. Garbage
0: man. Garbage truck.
1: Garbage person. Garbage garbage <laughs> scene, <laughs> See, the Garbage. garbage. I think went. I went, I went is the garbage person. Do. I went garbage person first. And I was like, that can't be right. And then I did trash can person because they're moving. Which trash I think cans. is worse. It's like, is Oscar the Grouch out there running in your <laughs> streets? Behind my parents' house they have their like trash cans or whatever. And um their trash can doesn't have a top to it. Like one of those big old lonely bottom. There's no top to the trash. There's no, like, lid to the trash can. Mm-hmm. And I'm so afraid that one day when I'm over at their house and I throw that's out That's tra- a raccoon's house. I, I know! Like like- <laughs> Every time, I'm like, if I throw it in there and, like, a raccoon leaps out at me, like, I that's a very real fear. A very real fear that I have at their house.
0: It's reasonable, to be fair.
1: And it's, I, that's one of those things where I'm like, surely this will have gotten fixed. Soon. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's been like months. It's been months. And it's like, I can't, I can't, I just, I can't be the person that Sometimes, takes up the trash at their house.
0: You have to live in fear, Claire, because it's what you deserve.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't have a good argument against that, <laughs> Hmm. but I can't keep doing this. You can't or you won't. Can't. I can't. I literally, it's, it's breaking me down at every level. Yeah. But
0: well, I think that what I'm going to do today is really gonna uplift you. It's gonna build uh, me back up. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna make you feel a kind of way. Um I I love this topic, but that's not a good metric. That's not a good that's you know, that's not a good way to tell these things. So Today, I want to talk about a very special animal, because Mom said it's my turn to have the animal topic.
1: Yay! Yay! Yay!
0: And today, Claire, we're going to the ocean, which, as we know, is home to Earth's very own cosmic horrors. Mm, yes. A new one each week. Um, And though I don't particularly find this animal horrible, I believe you said that you do not like this animal. And, or it makes you uncomfortable, which is why today, in belated celebration of your birthday, we're going to talk all about the octopus.
1: (laughs) Okay. 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 Am I remembering this correctly? You don't like octopus? I don't. Octopi? I don't hate them I did watch a movie in which some man loved an octopus a little too much and that made me very the octopus uncom- probably loved him back probably um that cross species relationship did make me a little uncomfortable the man had a wife and a child um but with <laughs> the octopus <laughs> um I, I, listen I don't trust them they know too much they can do too many things every other week it's like this octopus punched a person and like that's something that octopuses now octopi do, and then it's also like this octopus like passed the SAT test. Fantastic. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't care for that. Yeah. Yeah. They can do too much. They know too many things. That's my thought.
0: Just like people. Um, oh. So let's do a basic overview. Octopi are invertebrate creatures that live in the ocean. And are best known for their eight arms, which is where their name comes from. Because octo means eight. So there are about that's 300 species of octopus. Um, the smallest so d- species, Wait, 300? Like, yeah, about 300.
1: That's so many.
0: That's a lot of them. They're everywhere. That, you cannot escape. Uh... So the small species of octopus is the octopus wolfie, which is about um, an inch or smaller long. So, just a little friend and weighs about one gram. He's so small. Um, the largest is the giant Pacific octopus, which can grow to be as much as 600 pounds. Shut Most up. Most of them do not get that big. Shut but up. But some of them can be no, 600, up. Pounds. 600 pounds. No, shut up. 600 pounds? 600 pound
1: octopus. Shut up. That's dumb.
0: Also, I need to put this out here. Nearly every article I read also made it like such a point to be like, they are arms, not tentacles, which feels like, it, like it, just an aggressive lie to draw in the sand, but also, okay, they are arms. All right, guys, let's establish
1: this early. They are arms, not what tentacles. The, what is the difference between an arm and a tentacle? I don't know. Do don't tentacles know if exist like, if they're not
0: on... I don't. I don't know if they're like, hey, you freaks you horny freaks get out of my octopus discourse <laughs> their arms like okay arm versus tentacle like what is it ten- i think is it like a, a squid has tentacles
1: i think of tentacles almost exclusively okay, okay with yes octopi. yes
0: tentacles are longer than arms so like it's what, a length I, I thing? guess it's a length thing. I think because like, squids dumb. have arms, but they also have tentacles because they have like the two really long ones. I, I think maybe this is it. I think maybe a tentacle typically only has suckers on its pad or its tip. But
1: yes, octopus do not
0: have tentacles. Discourse.
1: The audacity that they would then instead call them arms is baffling. They're arms. <laughs> The fact that they would say, like, no, they're not tentacles. Things that look very much so like tentacles. Instead, you know what they are? Arms. Arms. Which it seems like buffoonery, but continue.
0: So, much like every other nightmare creature in the oceans, the octopus has absolutely wild anatomy um, that makes it seem like an alien. And I'm only going to cover the tip of the iceberg here because I'm sure each of these beautiful species... Like, a beautiful snowflake has their own thing that makes them horrible to observe and to know. Oh, for sure. But we're doing an overview. Yeah. I mean, like, I was watching a couple, like, little short documentaries from, like, Nat Geo and stuff, and it would just be like, hey, we found this octopus, and it walks on land sometimes. And I'm like, okay, of that's course. enough now. <laughs>
1: all right, turning that off, <laughs> closing that page. Thank you. Yeah,
0: like, we don't need to get into that. Um, so, first of all... Let's talk about those juicy, juicy arms. So each of the eight arms are able to move and act independently, Mm -hmm. which we'll talk about more later, and are covered with suction cups that are not only able to grab prey, but also feel,
1: taste, and can detect light. That's too many things for those arms to do. I'm still mad that they... Okay, I'm 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 upset that they thought that arms was better.
0: Was Can I more tell you accurate. What my favorite. Um, this is going to be a deep dive for people who are from St. Louis. You'll know that it is a common thing when you are trick or treating. You tell a joke.
1: Yeah, is that um, not? not I thought candy. that was another. That areas. is not. That is
0: just a St. Louis thing. Are you sure? Yes. Google it. Right now, Google it. It's just a weird, freaky St. Louis thing. Listen, I went to school in Ohio. I was like, let me tell some cute anecdotes about Halloween. And people were like, what are you talking about?
1: I mean, it is a form of, like, bullying children.
0: Yeah, you have to force a child to tell you a joke in order to get their candy.
1: Oh, NPR did a bit
0: on it. Yeah, it's like a weird St. Louis thing. But can I tell you what my favorite joke was? Please. Where does the king keep his armies? I don't know where. In his (laughs) sleeveys.
1: The like raw, this is the thing that if, I guess if other people haven't experienced being forced to tell jokes on Halloween as a kid, the raw fear, the anxiety.
0: Well, because there's two strategies when you're a child going trick or treating. You either have to find a joke that is obscure, because you know you don't want to hit them with the blueberries. Yeah, you don't want to hit them with like the run of the mill. They've heard it because that's like it's like a
1: little bit of like you see the disappointment in an adult's face. But you can tell they're faking it for you. Like, oh wow, <laughs> okay, have this candy. Or I guess.
0: the most chaotic thing: a child comes up with their own joke, which. As we all know, it's like like it'll be like months before Halloween. And you're like, I got it. Like I have peaked. Put me on. Co- put me on Comedy Central. Put me in Coach. I got the perfect joke, and it's never comprehensible. No,
1: no, no. This is the thing. Is that like w- you understand that jokes are funny. Mm-hmm. You, you you get you get the concept of someone says something. It's funny and it hits. It hits different than the way people normally talk, and we understand that's what jokes are, and that's kind of about all we understand. That's just what I think about when we're just like really fixating on
0: arms. Is just my dumb Halloween joke where I was like, "They're in his sleeveies. The sleeveies. Um I stole that joke. I didn't come up with that joke, so I need to. I don't know where I got it, but you know, freaking kids are scavengers in St. Louis Halloween. For you gotta take what sure. you get.
1: It's kind of I do
0: remember making some adults laugh with that one so I was like Haha, nice um, so in uh, the octopus is generally speaking super strong so um, lots of videos I watched of aquariums. They're like, this octopus gave
1: me a hickey with its I suckers hate, I they're hate so it. strong. I hate the intimacy of human octopi relationships. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. So bad.
0: <laughs> so, um, the suckers of the giant Pacific octopus, for example, can support up to 35 pounds, depending on what where the sucker is located. It can support up to... Yeah, like one sucker can, like, hold... 35 pounds ah. and they have like up to like i think 200 on each arm i hate that they are very strong that's um, too strong uh octopus ha the octopus has no bones since it's an invertebrate that's yeah. the, sort of the definition um that does mean it can squish itself into all sorts of weird and small spaces as long as it can fit its hard beak through it okay So, for example, we're talking about, like, a 600-pound giant Pacific octopus. I hate it.
1: Sorry, continue.
0: It can squish itself through a tube the size of a
1: quarter. Absolutely not. (sighs) Absolutely. This is the thing. If that octopus turned against you, you're dead. Well, yeah.
0: Insta-death. Insta-death. We're all just living at the whim of octopi.
1: The fact that octopi can only be in the ocean for the most part, except when they can get out of it, ugh. for the most part being in the ocean, like, that's the only thing protecting us.
0: Truly. And one day the octopus will figure out how to get on land. Yeah. They're already working on it.
1: Yeah. They're workshopping it.
0: They're workshopping it, um... So it does have a hard beak in the center of its body, and it really does look like a beak. So that's like a fun thing. And that's, it's basically its mouth, which it uses to consume its prey. So here's a fun fact, Claire. Are you ready? Probably not. All octopus are venomous. Oh! Some are just more or less deadly to humans. So the blue ring octopus, for example, has enough venom to kill 10 men, and its neurotoxin causes respiratory arrest. Oh, fantastic. So you don't want to be bitten by an octopus because it's probably not going to kill you. But I did read this article about this woman who was like, "I'm going to eat this octopus. I got this octopus. I'm going to put it on my face," (laughs) and the octopus straight up bit her. Like the octopus straight up bit her in the face and like months of recovery because turns out your face doesn't like being bitten by an octopus (laughs) and getting octopus venom in it. Oh no. I didn't know that So don't didn't... put an octopus on your face. I didn't know that that what was... What are you
1: doing? I, don't, I didn't know that was advice I was going to need to be given. But as someone who forgets that there is consequences in the world, it's good to be reminded I shouldn't put an octopus on my face.
0: Here's the thing. If it's in the ocean and it's in the ocean, just assume that it's venomous or poisonous.
1: If it's in the ocean and it's in the ocean, just assume bad things are going to happen if you look at it too long. So Don't put it
0: on your if – it, if it comes from the ocean, don't put it on your face.
1: I feel like that's a fair boundary to have.
0: I think that's a fair boundary to have. Anyways, so um, when octopus hunt, so they inject that venom into their prey along with enzymes that break down the prey. So an octopus, say, like it's hunting for a crab, it'll grab the crab, maybe with one of its little arms – and then it'll swoop its whole body on top of it because that beak is right up basically where all those eight arms meet. And it'll, you know, bite down with its little beak, crack open that shell, inject some venom and some digestive enzymes. And, you know, we're talking about a crab here. It'll just, you know, become a seafood juice box and the octopus will slurp all the insides out. Seafood juice box is not, does not spark joy. That's not it for you? That's not it. That's not it. And the fun thing is, remember we talked about those arms are all independent, so it could be slurping, slurping on its crab juice box, but one arm is just still feeling up a cave looking for more. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah, I I really thought you were going to be like, and one arm could just be giving somebody a hickey. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? It's a multitasker. The octopus is a multitasker.
0: Hate this. no i'm not disgusting claire <laughs> i hate this you hate this claire hey you don't love this is this not a good birthday present
1: i <laughs> i don't want to say it's not a good birthday present I appreciate, i'm not done yet i, I think you need to
0: thought. wait until the end and to decide if it's a good birthday present or not so the cardiovascular system of the octopus is super unique as well So, first of all, it has three hearts. Fantastic. Because why have
1: one when you can have three? Why have one when you can have a holy trinity inside your body at all times?
0: Yeah. So, one heart pumps blood through the body. You know, like hearts do. What do the others do then? (laughs) So, the other two uh, pass the blood through the gills. So, the other two are just specifically to enable the octopus to breathe good. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the fun thing about octopus. So Claire, y- you go to nursing school. I-, I assume you've learned about blood and what and how blood works. Sometimes how we
1: like oxygenate blood and what have you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So our blood is iron based. Yeah. Yeah, we you, the the iron molecules attached to the oxygen. You know, that's how it, things are carried in our blood, right? Yeah. So octopus is blood is not iron based. Okay. Can you guess what metal the octopus uses? To have good good blood
1: rust metal i don't know that's
0: rust metal is iron bud so
1: (laughs) that's lame no what is it
0: copper interesting which is why octopus blood is blue weird because iron is what makes our blood red
1: weird
0: so octopus have blue blood um, so they're all rich. A bunch part of part of the bourgeoisie. Flipping
1: flipping blue bloods. Um, that's too good.
0: So I know we've we've already talked about a lot of like physiological things that truly um exemplify how the octopus is the world's greatest creature, strongest creature. Um so big, so strong. So big, so strong, so squishy, so powerful. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The reproductive cycle of the octopus is probably the main thing that nerfs them and keeps our ocean overlords bound to the water. Um, Okay. I think if their reproductive cycle was different, they would have taken over the land and long since enslaved us. For sure. As they should.
1: As they should. uh,
0: (laughs) They've earned it. Um, (laughs) Basically, it depends on the species of octopus, of course, but they only live for a few years. Mm -hmm. So the uh, giant Pacific octopus lives basically the longest, two to five years, but most of them only live one about one year or two years, which is really not a long time. No, very short. The sure. b- reason is as soon as they have babies they die.
1: Oh oh no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Like straight up one and done, you reproduce and then you perish. Oh fantastic. So like the male will like come up and he'll be like, "Hey lady, take this sperm." And then then he'll just, like, rapidly age and die if he's not, like, eaten or something. Okay. And the female, they tend to live a little longer because she's going to lay her eggs and then she's going to sit on top of it like a tent and she's going to protect it. And while she's protecting it, her cells just start um, imploding and dying off and committing cell su- cell suicide. That is the way the scientists describe it. And that's motherhood, baby.
1: <laughs> cell suicide.
0: Yeah, her cells just start breaking down. That's so profoundly challenging. I, like, I mean, that's such a rough gig. Yeah, you have one chance. You have one thing. That's it. You reproduce and then you die. And then you're, like, that's such a
1: hard sell for, like, hey, honey, are you ready to have kids? Yeah, I'm a year old. I think it's time. I think I think it's time. But it's, like, it's also,
0: yeah. Like, I I wonder what the evolutionary purpose of just, like, Beefing it is it like hey you have like a real motivation to make sure that this one batch is really gonna make it like who's to say i truly think this is what nerfs them because if they were able to live 20 to 30 years because these guys as we'll talk about they can learn they can remember and like they're super smart but like they only have like one year to learn and remember, you
1: know what I mean. Yeah, so it's like, how are you gonna take over the world in one year? You know what I mean. That it like caps it off, so they don't just immediately take over. Yeah, everything. yeah. Yeah, which I guess is good, but it's literally like bone and die. Like that's bone and die. Yeah, you know, you die or you die. You, you know? die. <laughs> Those are your options. The baby. French call it
0: le petit mort, and the octopus call it. Oh no, that's the big death.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, so. This is it. <laughs>
0: Um anyways so of course there are other ways the octopi die so of course the end goal is to uh have Bo- bone, babies and, and die. bone and die yeah bone and die that's like that's peak retirement <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um for one they can be suffocated by their own ink if they're not careful oh yikes so basically uh, both octopus and squid produce ink and their ink is a mixture of mucus and melanin Which which is what gives it the dark color. Melanin is the thing that gives coloring to skin and eyes and hair and stuff in humans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And their mucus can actually suffocate attacking fish by clogging up their gills. Oh! So if they they spray their ink, though, and they get caught up in their own ink, they can actually suffocate. They can choke on their own ink. Dang!
1: (laughs) That's a rough go of it, but yeah. You really try to just like spit at your enemy and be like, choke and die. And then you choke and die. And then yeah. you choke and die. Wow. That's a, that's another rough way to
0: go. <laughs> um, They also like, they defend them. They have a lot of predators. So they're preyed upon by sharks, dolphins, and eels mostly. Of course, humans also find them delicious. Mm-hmm. So they defend themselves. They use jet propulsion to run away. So they'll just shoot a bunch of water
1: out of their mouth and just like zoom. So it's out um, of their mouth. Yeah. That's so odd. So, like, I had seen... I've definitely seen, like, video footage of that. And I think I also... I just assumed that they, like, got a real powerful kick with all legs at once. And I didn't realize it was, like... It's
0: probably part of it. But, yeah, no, they really, like, shoot water out. That's
1: incredible. Okay. Sorry. Continue. Uh
0: octopus also are notorious for being able to camouflage themselves Mm -hmm. so can't they they change like
1: the texture of their skin itself
0: they have special skin so they can like raise their skin and change their skin to make their skin bumpier or smoother to really replicate (sighs) rock here's another thing about octopus um so like they basically swim by like sloop slooping their arms. Yeah. But there are I really watched a video of an octopus that specifically walks on two tentacles, like their legs. And I was mm. like, oh that's a person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a person who's made a choice to live in the water.
0: Yeah, that's a, I've that's definitely a person. I've
1: definitely seen that video and that was another moment where I was like absolutely Absolutely. And it's like this not. is like
0: not clearly like they also like here's the thing. Human beings can walk because we got bones. Yeah, no that per that that person made a choice. But, like, octopuses are not designed to walk, but they choose to. Yes. Again, they're people. Um, so, <laughs> they, yeah. So, yeah, they can also camouflage themselves, including changing their texture, changing their color um, to match their environment. So, now, we're going to talk about the most interesting part of the octopus. It's brain and it's extremely high level of intelligence. Because these creatures are truly the total package. So, fun fact, most invertebrates don't have brains. That's hard to grasp,
1: but continue.
0: (laughs) You know, like, if you're going to go eat a clam, that clam, it has neurons and stuff, but it doesn't have a central brain. Yeah, 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 of course. You know, which is, you know, part of the reason, you know, if you're a squishy little dude, brains, I don't know if you know this, Claire, but usually you have to put a lot of bone and stuff around them, because... You need them to survive, and also they're fragile. Yep. So most creatures just, you know, if you have a brain, you're a vertebrate, because it's like you got a special, you got a cavity for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a little protection. If you're an invertebrate, you know, most of the time, you know, you just don't have room for it.
1: It's not sparking joy. So you just. You have to fit through a quarter size tube, you know?
0: Well, here's the thing octopi do have
1: brains. That's very messy of them.
0: <laughs> their their brains are surrounded by like a sack of cartilage, so it just gets squished around, I guess.
1: Oh, oh,
0: oh, oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh Um So they basically evolved to have their special little brains completely separate from the way humans evolved to have our own special meaty brains. So they evolved brains so, basically, the the nearest ancestor of humans and octopus, like, vertebrates and invertebrates, you know, humans and octopus, was, like, a fleshy little worm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just living in the primordial soup. Yeah. Um, Like, not a complex creature at all. So, basically, we evolved brains, and they evolved brains completely separately.
1: Yeah, yeah. These are not, these are, you know... They chose Eventually. they chose the path left less traveled, you know.
0: Yeah, they like we evolved brains just like completely separately. So like it's not like oh hey, like these are modified brains. Two different types of brains, guys. All new brain. Oops, new brain. Oop. Um so they have central brain. However, that's not where they keep most of their neurons
1: in their legs.
0: Claire, most of their thinking power is kept in their arms.
1: I hate these creatures. Each
0: of the suckers have their own little neuron. So which means basically each arm, again, can act independently because each arm can basically think for itself. Um, And it's the reason why if you chop-chop an octopus arm off, it'll still wiggle and move on its own and hold on to you and stuff. For example, if an octopus was holding on to you and you're like, I need to escape, it's still going to be holding on to you when you cut its arm off. That's... And Claire, this brain isn't just for show. It, the octopus meets several benchmarks scientists use to measure intelligence. And another interesting thing is that, like, their theory for why it evolved a brain as opposed to, like, we evolved a brain because we're, like, highly social creatures, which is the reason why, like, like most, like, uh, vertebrates who have brains who are really, really smart or have, like, social intense- not Octopi are not that. <laughs> They have complex social dynamics. Yeah, like that's part of why we have big juicy, fat juicy brains. Yeah, big yeah. meaty brains, yoked to the god's brain, <laughs> is because we're we live in very complex social uh, dynamics. Like think about like whales or crows, like complex social dynamics. Um, but they 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 they're think mostly they evol- solitary, right? Yeah, they evolved these brains, scientists think, because they lived in coral reefs, which were environmentally very complex so there's a lot of stimuli a lot of things that you have to constantly be watching out for learning growing you know they're both worrying about predators but you're also trying to hunt like in like a very complex environment which is why they think octopus evolved really complex brains because they need to be able to survive um, manipulate and thrive in their environment so Here's some uh, benchmark scientists use to measure their intelligence, or use as proof that octopi are very intelligent. So, an octopus will play. So, play is a measure of intelligence. Um, That's so cute, right? So, when a new item is added to their environment, the octopus has been known to like play with it. Like, they'll come up, they'll investigate it they'll back off they'll study it they'll think about it and they'll come back and they'll just play with it yeah um because they're very curious they like to learn they'll even play with people so i'm sure you've seen like plenty of like gifs and videos of like divers like you know twirling a little like octopus around and it's like having a good time you yeah, know what I mean? yeah yeah so um they also use tools mm-hmm. so i think we talked about this um for example Uh, Octopus have been known to use, like, clamshells or coconut shells. They'll basically hide themselves inside of it, both as, like, protection, but also to disguise themselves. To, you know, if you're like, oh, I'm just a clam, it'd be horrible if a crab were to come eat me, a clam. (laughs) And then a crab comes up, the octopus can just pop out and be like, surprise, I'm an octopus. Um, Gotcha. Yeah, so they're like, yeah, well you know, hide themselves and bait uh, another animal into coming and investigate them. Um, another thing is they're able to distinguish between human divers. So they're able to tell, like, recognize, like, features, like facial features and stuff like that of people. Um, and they remember the divers they've met before. And they even will have favorites. So um, truly, the octopus that the guy knew... That octopus recognized him. Yeah, like he did in a way have an emotional relationship with this octopus because the octopus was intelligent enough to have an emotional relationship
1: with That's a human being. So incredibly wild that they. Could it's do so incredibly
0: that. wild. So basically, like yeah, like imagine your like your dog, right? Like your dog recognizes you. Yeah, um, An yeah, yeah, yeah. And octopus has, you know, like very, you know, similar intelligence, which is crazy for an invertebrate. Right? Um. Yeah. Probably even smarter than some dogs. Uh, probably. <laughs> probably. Um, octopus dream. Now, how'd they this figure a, that out? <laughs> so, here's the thing. Um, they Scientists were able to observe octopus sleep. And when they were observing octopus sleep, they noticed that their sleep patterns were very reminiscent of human and mammalian REM cycles, which is what enables us to dream. Yeah. So, um... You have REM and non-REM sleep. REM sleep is when your eyes are twitching and your brain's firing off and your brain's super active, right, while you're sleeping. Yeah. And non-REM sleep is not the part where you're dreaming. It's, you know, like everything's very calm. So you cycle between REM and non-REM sleep. Yeah. That's how sleep works. Um, basically, octopus have, like, similar cycles where they'll go from, like, just sleeping to, like, rapid eye movements uh twitching they'll change like camof- their camouflage will shift um while they're still asleep
1: so oh that's kind of cute
0: <laughs> yeah so they sleep they have dreams but again the our nearest ancestor was basically a, a blob of flesh jelly
1: with no brain yeah. so they
0: evolved the ability to dream all on their own
1: that's absolutely fascinating
0: so like it, it's really interesting to scientists because it's it's you know thinking about like Oh, the ability to dream is just, like, does it just come with having a brain and evolving your brain to a certain point? Like, that's, you know, like, because the whole part, the whole thing is that, like, this is completely evolved separately from humans' brains being able to dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it it raises very interesting questions to scientists and the way that brains work and the way that intelligence works. And, um... Basically, the conclusion or like the theory is that intelligence is linked to being able to dream. So, isn't that cute? Because you know, dreaming is just another way that our brain processes our environment. Um, That's so They probably crazy. don't have complex dreams like we do. They probably have dreams like, you know, your dog, when you watch your dog, you know, do the scampering thing in their sleep. Okay. You know what I mean? Where are you
1: running to, kid?
0: <laughs> Where are you running? What, what are you, and they do a little borf. Borf, borf. You oh, know borf. what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, more anecdotally, octopus are masters of escaping enclosures and aquariums. Oh, God. Um, the combination of their high ability to problem solve um as well as their suckers which again we talked about very strong they're also able to grip things right so basically like i i was reading an article that's like oh part of the human advantage is we have a pincer grip right because we have thumbs and we're able to hold on to things yeah so each like pair of suckers can basically pinch together yeah so they have basically like hundreds of little like pincer gripping things uh... things so they just, yeah <laughs> So, um they're able to like grip onto things. Just like it's basically like they basically have opposable thumbs. Like that's how their suckers work. So they can like hold on to things. And, they like, can do too much. They are them. too
1: messy and they can do too much.
0: Yes. So, um they grip things and they can manipulate their environment so they can take apart parts of their enclosures, like lift lids and things like that. Like ah. Uh, for example, one octopus in New Zealand named Inky Made a jailbreak in 2016. He slipped out of his enclosure, right down a drain pipe, and made it all the way back to the ocean, which is iconic. Go for it,
1: go for him. I guess he's like, I'm just gonna go bone and die, guys. So nice yeah, talking yeah, to yeah, yeah. I think
0: it's time for me to bone and die.
1: Um, um, not doing it here in front of you, freaks. So yeah, deuces. Um,
0: in 20- 2009, an octopus flooded the Santa Monica Pier Aquarium. No doubt. By Disassembling the recycling system's valve and flooding the place with more than six hundred gallons of
1: seawater. Wow! Wow! They're messy. <laughs> they're oh. messy. They will take things apart just just because they can. They will ruin your life. Truly, the trickster gods of the ocean. Truly, like they how I'm like just on the fact that like they can fit through so many different places. They're so dummy strong. Like the, they have those like pincher grips and then they also are like crazy inquisitive. Are you
0: are you mad because all octopi are Chads? <laughs> yes.
1: It's like super intelligent escape artist Chads. They have right? it all. They have it all
0: They have it all. Um so uh octopus are so smart. They are also capable of being jerks.
1: Who would have thought? Chad!
0: So, <laughs> so, so what incredible behavior scientists um, have witnessed is that octopus will straight up punch fish.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I wasn't making that up at the beginning. I was like... No, <laughs> they will straight up punch fish. <laughs> So, uh,
0: in the headline, octopus punches fish in the head, and in parentheses, just because it can, really <laughs> sums it up. So basically, octopus will collaborate and hunt with fish in order to cover larger areas and increase the chance of finding food. So, like, not only are they, like, truly their own person, but they will rule
1: over lesser beings easily. <laughs>
0: um, and so if they're like hunting with these fish, it sounds fish, like
1: they're starting like gang wars. Like it <laughs> sounds
0: like they're starting. <laughs> no, listen. They have pets. They have pets. <laughs> so, um, they yeah they collaborate with fish, and sometimes they get mad at their fish friends, and they will just straight up punch them in the head. <laughs> And basically it's like, they'll like punch the fish and that fish will be like, okay, bye. <laughs> and that fish will no longer be a part of the cool fish club. Oh my God. <laughs> like these creatures
1: are capable of feeling spite and boy howdy, yeah. they want the world to know. The fact that it's like they are turning into mean girls is very good.
0: It's like they have intelligence and they will use it to hurt others. Like, imagine being a fish, and you're just trying to work with this octopus because you're a dumb fish. And you get you're backhanded your
1: brutally in front of all your best And you're best hungry, friends. and you turn,
0: you just turn around, or you get a little too close, and this jerk just sucker punches you. <laughs> get it? Sucker punch? I'll kill you. So, um, in addition to feeling spite, a new study just dropped suggesting octopi actually feel emotional pain. Okay. So they don't just feel... Physical pain, you know, but you can hurt their feelings.
1: Okay, I'm listening.
0: And that's it. So I, I am now going to make a public apology to all my octopi listeners out there who may have been had their feelings hurt. Oh my God. I also saw an article. This is not about an octopus, but it's about their cousin, the cuttlefish. Oh, cuttlefish. Oh, uh, I think
1: I saw that. Sorry, continue. Did
0: you see the article that proved that cuttlefish basically have the intelligence of a human
1: child? Yeah, isn't that mess? That's messed up. That's messy. That's, that's messy. messy. That's messy. I did see that. That's messy. So yeah,
0: that's the octopus.
1: Are oh you, my you feel God. better about sharing
0: the planet with these these creatures? Good thing I think when they have a die. Ugh. Octopus will rise from the oceans. And it'll be a fight between the crow people and the octopus people about who wins and gets to keep
1: the land and the sea. That's fine. I'll just, like, hunker down and take a nap while they do that and, like, let them figure it out amongst themselves. And I'll respect, like, whatever way the ruling goes. You know what I mean? See, I think that the crows have an
0: edge because they've got teamwork. The octopi are jerks. They're solitary jerks.
1: That being said, you've also proven that they can... (laughs) Make their fish friends like post up. (laughs) That's true. Like they use that to their advantage. They mean (laughs) they mean girl themselves into turf wars. Like, and I love that for them. (laughs) I love that for them.
0: Yeah, octopus are crazy and. I would I would eat one right now. Honestly, I could go for some seafood.
1: And I'm sure you could have covered that for another like four episodes, delving further in depth because
0: like on specific species, yeah, like each species has its own e- eco you know ecological niche, and they're all doing weird things. They're all out there punching fish right now. An
1: octopus is spiteful every right now. So. <laughs> I would like it to be known. Are, are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready to begin, Matter?
0: I am ready and willing.
1: Ooh, the intimacy. I'm sorry I'm not a common octopus. So initially, like for today, one of my plans was like, oh, I have a couple of ideas about like positive St. Louis specific stories. There was two. Oh,
0: but there weren't any. <laughs> so well
1: I'm so glad you guys. So there was two right off the bat and I was like ah. I could save these for, a, like, a mini sewed moment. But, like, as I was looking... Because I knew for a fact, I was like, okay, each one of these stories, like, individually, you know, I could do, like, a little mini sewed about. But I was like, oh, well, if the, if the theme is St. Louis, I could combine them all together. And I wasn't able to find a third. And, in fact, as I was looking for, like, happy St. Louis stories, one of the immediate articles that popped up was, from this month alone, was of St. Louis being ranked as one of the most unhappy cities in America.
0: <laughs> Every time I try to explain to people who aren't from St. Louis, how bad St. Louis was to live in. And I say this as someone who loves St. Louis and we'll go back to St. Louis and you know, we'll fight everyone about the correct way to slice a bagel. For sure. Bread slice. Oh,
1: um, for sure.
0: Fight me, you know, put it in a nineteens review. I dare you. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyways, yeah, So, because whenever you hear something about St. Louis, it's just like, hey, is St. Louis okay? They sliced their bagels like bread. And also, what's going on with St. Louis? And it's like, no, St. Louis was not okay, which is why I like... La- or I'll tell like a cute story. Like, I'll be like, yeah, one time we were like driving to school and I watched a man get pulled out of his car by a person in another car. <laughs> oh, and people are just like, what? And I was like that's st
1: louis (laughs) st louis am i right yeah it was just definitely it was so deeply disheartening because like as i'm looking through it it's like i just needed i literally just wanted like one more story to round it out because i was like i can talk more extensively about these two things that i care very much about um and so who knows you might get a st louis episode and it or you just might get a couple minisodes
0: Well, you know, this is this is a great, uh, I think, way to get our St. Louis friends interested in listening is if we just have a whole episode talking about why we don't like sex.
1: (laughs) Hey, you miserable bastards.
0: That's the reason they call the state misery.
1: Oh, God. It's we're we're messy out here.
0: So messy. Well, I don't, and not not to keep us off track, but Please truly, do. I feel like a part of me shrivels up in ages every time I have to listen to someone on the news or something be like, Detroit and Chicago, and I'm like, I'm from St. Louis. I'm from St. Louis. No one cares about St. Louis, but we have the highest murder rate, guys. We have the highest <laughs> S- rate of STDs. That's a fun one. That is a fun you know, one. Like, truly, everyone's like, crime is real. Like, no one, it's honestly hilarious to me that no one talks about, like, people, like, when when you talk to someone, like, oh, like, what's a dangerous city? They're going to say Chicago or Detroit. Yeah. They're never going to say St. Louis. Yeah. And it's
1: like. St. Louis who? Whomst? Who? Oh. Where? Where? Yeah, like, bless up, love living here, but that was, well, like... it
0: is a great... It, you know, I do it love... There's was, a lot of great things about St. Louis, but also, it, I wish I could take the food
1: and take it with me and go somewhere else. <laughs> Ain't that the way, though? Ain't that exactly the way? Maybe I'll find some, like, food I could slam news. some toasted raviolis right now. Oh, so, for my birthday. Oh, my oh. God. Oh, my God. We got T-Ravs happening. Ooh, it was so good. We had other stuff as well.
0: I want... I want to be the... I... You know, in high school, my dream was to be the toasted ravioli ambassador of the world.
1: How has that worked out for you?
0: Well, I have a podcast now. So, um, yeah. So, I do. Maybe, maybe I should make a shirt that's just like, go eat a toasted ravioli.
1: And then get back to me.
0: And then talk to me. Don't talk to me until you've eaten toasted raviolis.
1: There's so many foods out there that like, people will be like, oh my goodness, you have to try it. And it's like, oh, that's like very, very similar to this other thing that I have or it's very very similar to this thing or it's actually not that good it's fine mm. t-rabs are incredible
0: <laughs> they're truly like the perfect like bar food or like just like you know what I mean exactly okay for people who don't know a toasted ravioli it is if it's good it's gonna be a meat ravioli okay let's I draw don't the want line there
1: don't give me any of those cheese ravioli. the cheese
0: raviolis have a weird texture okay you have a regular toasted ravioli the toasted ravioli is then like breaded in in like Italian breadcrumbs and seasonings, mm-hmm. and then either fried or baked. Yes. So you have like this crispy, like crunchy outside with this like pasta, and then like a warm like meat inside. Like you know how the problem with the ravioli is that it's all soft texture. Yeah. Give it give a ravioli a crunch, and then what you do is you dip it into a cool or a lukewarm marinara.
1: Yeah, cool Never lukewarm. Never a hot marinara. No, God, no.
0: Because here's what, if you're if it's good, you get the first bite. Mm. But the second bite, because you have like basically oh, a vessel. A little pocket to, to
1: scoop up more sauce. <laughs> you Ooh. scoop up the sauce
0: and it has like parmesan and then you just eat it with your hands. And it's truly, we, when we were in high school, Wednesdays was toasted ravioli. It was T-Rav day.
1: Heaven on earth.
0: Heaven on earth. Wednesdays was for the T-Ravs. And it would be like, literally, it'd be like, oh, T-Rav's at lunch today. It would be the topic of the
1: town. This is the thing. It's easier to talk about about T-Rav's than it is to talk about, uh, like, Emo's Pizza. Emo's Pizza, that's or a hard... Gooey Butter
0: Cake. Gooey Butter Cake is a hard sell. It's like, hey, you want this undercooked slop? It's and like, it's yes, delicious, it's but good. But it is it... undercooked slop.
1: Yes. Thriving. I love it. I want it every day, but yeah, it's a harder sell. Emo's Pizza, that's just wax, baby, and that's hard to sell. Yeah, St. Louis
0: Pizza and Wings is the best St. Louis-style pizza in St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. It's because they, this is a fun fact, St. Louis Pizza and Wings, you know why it's so good? It's because their sauce isn't just a tomato sauce, it's meat-based.
1: Yeah, baby. Which is what
0: gives it that, like... I don't want to say stickiness cuz that's
1: uh, not that's what the it worst is. thing you could say and I'm glad you said it but that's the worst that's the worst thing you could have said
0: <laughs> There's like like basically the sauce and the cheese fuse together into yeah. this like cheesy molten gooey goodness That's very so That's good. perfectly offset by the crispiness of the like pizza crust mm-hmm. But a part of that is because having a meat-based
1: sauce you get gelatin from the meat which is what gives it... I hate... Like... This is the thing. Is that the more you describe it, the more absolutely <laughs> repulsive it sounds. Like the...
0: sometimes I will, like, wake up in a dead sweat just, like, craving St. Louis-style pizza. Or craving St. Louis ice water. Like That's just also Saint something Louis tap we tap
1: water. Right. We get that right. We get the tap water right. Um, okay, so, obviously, St. Louis... Little to no joy to be found, (laughs) apparently.
0: Eat your feelings. You live in St. Louis. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, So I went with your, actually, a beautiful recommendation from you yourself. I don't remember.
0: Ah! (laughs) What was it?
1: Well, so it is the Land Life Project. So what you sent me specifically was what the Land Life Project makes, which is these cocoon... These cocoon things for the trees. I,
0: do, I don't remember this. Oh, I, This does not ring any bells. Fantastic.
1: I don't, sometimes
0: I just send you things and if it's been long enough, my brain wipes it from storage.
1: Fantastic. That's great. Okay. Well, so let's start from the top. So the Land Life Project is this like Dutch startup. Okay. Um. They're part of the, <laughs> they made a, a lit, they made this list, the global clean tech 50 to watch innovators list. So they're, they're kind of some cool up and comers. Um, the, the people who founded it, and I'm going to kind of butcher these names. So apologies are, um, their names are Jurian Reyes and Edward Zanin. Like I said, not, I don't feel great about what I just did. <laughs> um, so essentially they have teams on three different continents um, and they are working with 25 different countries to combat, combat this deforestation. They're trying to plant trees. Plant uh,
0: trees. Tree
1: planters. So um, for each plot that they're planting trees in, they're working with landowners in the area um, in order to, like, create a blueprint for, like, what locations are going to be best, how are you going to plant these trees, what have you. Mm-hmm. They also are involved in, uh, like tracking the, they're doing a really good job of tracking the development of these trees. Right. So they're, um, they're trying to be super techie and it's cute. Um, so, uh, they're tracking location species, the vigor in which it's growing. They're keeping track of the success rates and what have you. And, um, so how they're doing it is that once they grow, the trees grow to be, like, over a meter tall, they use, like, drones to survey, like, the little <laughs> land and see Dependable. how it's going. And then um, after five years, they start using, like, satellites to, like, watch the, the growth of these areas to track how it's going. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the reason that they're doing it is that globally there's 20 billion hectates, hectares. Of land that is degraded. So hectares, each one hectare is two acres, I believe. About two. It was like 2.1 or something. Um, Which is the size of the U.S. and China combined. So that's a lot of land.
0: That's a lot of land.
1: (laughs) That's a lot of land. Two
0: of the world's, some of the world's biggest countries.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, one of the founders was saying like, obviously, and we know this too, like this is a result of fires or intense deforestation and, um, abandoned agricultural land. And the UN says that restoring, uh, 350 million hectares of degraded land by 2030 could, um, raise like $9 trillion in ecosystem services. So providing jobs and what have you. Uh, to people in these areas. So let's talk about like the cocoons themselves. So like how they're actually doing this. So the cocoons are for each like seedling. Um, and they're, su- they're used to support life through the first year. Mm-hmm. The reason, so they're like, um, let's say like inspiration for this was apparently in Mesopotamia, There used to be this like three pot system for planting trees in which, um, each of these like three pot, the three, three clay pots would be filled with water and it would slowly, uh, essentially give the plant water throughout the, the, the like first year or what have you. And it was the first man-made like drip system. So that's where they're kind of like basing this technology. So what does it actually look like? I'm glad you asked. It looks like a little donut.
0: It looks like a little donut. (laughs) So... I I am like okay if the reason why I'm quiet is because my brain is doing calculations because it's it's starting to sound so familiar I know I must have read this article and I can't see it because I can't see things in my brain but I'm like I'm trying to catch up with you so if I'm not saying anything particularly like it's because your brain's moving too fast or you know contributing to this like audio medium in any meaningful way like a co-host would do it's because my brain can't stop thinking about. But where have I heard this before? Well, maybe And it's like, "Hey, sh- hey, you sent her the article." That's where you heard it before. <laughs> Anyways, continue. It
1: was a little mini video that you sent me. If that's going to help. I sent
0: you a video. It's like a little
1: mini like it was a little mini video clip. Um so essentially, maybe describing what it actually looks like will be helpful. So, yeah, paint me a word picture that I can't see. Um, it is made of recycled, uh, cartons and it's wax reinforced. So like I said, it's a donut shape. It's almost like, um, they created a moat that will sit on top of the, the, the land. And in the center, there's a hole and that's where the seedling is going to come up from. They have what they call the quote unquote shelter, which is this one piece foldable insert that they place in the middle of that hole. So what that means is they just use that in place of, you know how when you're planting like a tree, normally you'll tie it to sticks as it grows so that it doesn't mm-hmm. like fall over and what have you. Um, the shelter essentially helps the tree kind of grow up relatively straight initially in this moat, they place uh, 25 liters of water. So that will allow, um, the, this plant to be watered for the first like two to four months of its life. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is a very, very crucial time. There's a lot of areas that um, are not very hospitable to these like young plants initially. So giving it that, like that kind of first start is really, really important. Uh, so obviously I talked about the moat, the moat has a little lid to cover it. So that means that it's like trapping in. So as things stuff is getting evaporated, it's kind of trapping in the water still. So you're creating its own little mini ecosystem. And it also is stopping weeds, uh, from like stifling the growth as a protective shield, it stops animals and birds from eating these like really young saplings. So the idea is within uh six to twelve months, it'll be able to push roots into the subsurface uh soil moisture. So it's essentially this is to help these uh trees survive their like first summer. So now these trees still needed to need to be planted like right before raining season. Like you still need to be strategic with it, but it gives it a head start. So Yeah. It these uh have been shown to like <laughs> um give themselves a tree survival rate of at of at least 90 percent. <laughs> wow which is incredible right
0: that's really good yeah
1: especially in areas like when you have this deforestation like <laughs> it it's it the climate is kind of gone for creating growth because <laughs> we've destroyed yeah
0: because <laughs> because the thing is, is is trees and stuff create humidity a lot of the Mm -hmm. time or they help trap humidity Mm -hmm.
1: um
0: so yeah you get more arid climates in part because you don't have trees to shade things and And it turns out the ground absorb heat and also will release heat
1: mm, mm, mm. so exactly that was why like it makes it very very difficult then when you're trying to fix that (laughs) to
0: yeah yeah (laughs)
1: because they don't have that safety net
0: yeah, and, and, and trees are really important because, you know, they keep the soil from, you know, eroding, but then they also, you know, provide cover for, you know, other plants and pro- help, you know, trees are important. Take care of our trees.
1: <laughs> <laughs> clap, clap. <laughs> like, exactly. Clap, clap.
0: We love trees. We love trees. Honestly, big,
1: big fan of trees, personally. Big this, fan of trees. In this household. So... Yeah, so I'd love to be a tree. Would love to be a tree one day. (laughs) Me looking at funeral arrangements. How do I get buried with a tree? How do you become a tree? How to become a tree. Um, Okay, so in 2019 alone, 1 million trees were planted, which is yum 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 I didn't see anything i don't didn't see the statistics for twenty twenty so I'm hoping that also was great but <laughs> twenty nineteen alone we had one million trees planted um and so one of the things that makes this a little difficult is is that like you know <laughs> for each tree you are having to provide like 25 liters of water, which is like hard to transport in remote remote, like areas. That's like not impossible, but that's something that they're having to kind of, um, workshop. So I saw, um, one thing that they're working on is like automated, um, tree planting systems. I want to say it was in Spain that they were trying to test this out first, but that's not like a widespread thing yet. They still need people to help plant these things. Um, Like I said, this is also biodegradable. So they had to workshop this for a really long time to find something that could survive a number of months um, while at the same time not completely disintegrating immediately, um, which is why the wax helped a lot. So, one specific example so, like I said, they're partnering with a lot of different countries in order to do this. um, And one kind of like more specific example of them doing this is um, they started working with people that were already there, that were already doing this. They're kind of, like, coming alongside these people. Um, but working to restore Sudan's forest cover. So, essentially, there's a quarter of a million South Sudanese refugees in the White the White Nile state, which is a state within Sudan, right?
0: Okay.
1: And, um, essentially, like, these refugees would, like have to travel eight hours, um, and they would trek, they would trek to, like, remote forest areas and order to forage, um, for very scarce firewood. And that was incredibly dangerous, because it would be these women, there was, like, reports of just violence against them and what have you. Um, yeah. It was very unsafe, right? Violence against women. We, we you know, we're all...
0: Ooh, I feel like a woman. (laughs) It's, yeah, you know, it's not, it's not good. And then,
1: and then because of limited resources, you, you know, there was increase in kind of like conflict between locals and these, these um, refugees in this area and what have you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's see who all was involved. The Forest National Corporation, UN Refugee Agency and UNHCR all work together to start this um essentially like greenhouse initiative which has um started uh i think have planted 200,000 uh saplings in a year um and so one of the a lady who is a refugee Um, said um, she joined the project to earn a a bit of money for food, some clothes, and to learn new skills about tree plantation. So her name's Naya Kong, and um, her plans for this, like one thing that this is kind of like enabling her to do, right, besides like kind of provide for her family and all that jazz. Um, But it's also like providing her skills for when she either goes back home in the future or wants to work. Um, in like a local citrus plantation, she'll have all these skills and what have you.
0: Yeah. About the tree husbandry and hmm
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um. Orchards. Orchards. Um.
0: Yes, queen. Go get those skills. Yes. We love it. Let the women do the
1: work. Yeah. She's doing fantastic. Uh, as far as this one article said. So I, as, far yeah. as this one article. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is, I I'm hope, which I hope is true. Um. But anyways, so you know, lo and behold, guess who they got involved in this? They got the Land Life Project involved in this, um, in part because the area is a semi-arid, semi-arid climate with temperatures reaching up to forty-eight degrees Celsius. Now I'm what does dumb. Does that mean I'm dumb? <laughs> and immediately I was like, Celsius? I'm confused. I don't know her.
0: I don't know her. I'm I'm a dumb American. Please, uh, please, help. please. Send um,
1: 118 degrees Fahrenheit.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> which is <crazy>. oh okay. <laughs> that's a little toasty.
1: Yeah, that's a little hot. So, uh, this exact like little uh, micro environment that this uh cocoon creates is exactly going to be beneficial for a place such as this and they've been able to kind of work alongside uh, these people who are already doing like really awesome work and so far um, they have you know they've started planting for forests that are like mini forests that are closer to the camp themselves so that they're not having to make those treks um, and that they're able to make it like it's environmentally sustainable for them. And Mm -hmm. also it's, like, providing very necessary thing, like, wood for them to cook. Like, like it is just, like, it's very practical on top of, like, being something that's very, like, helpful for the environment as well. And it's been able to decrease conflict between local and refugees and what have you. And so that's kind of, like, one example of um, them kind of, like, coming beside a community who's already doing cool stuff and um, being able to help out and what have you. So... I love that. Fairly,
0: fairly rad. Fairly rad. On a scale of one to ten, how rad is this? I would say fairly rad. Fairly rad. <laughs> All right. Plant a tree, kids. Go outside, plant, become
1: a tree. Um, yeah. Listen, get buried under a tree and see how it goes for you.
0: Truly, nosh on my bones, tree.
1: Grow big and strong on me bones, tree. Grow,
0: go. Grow big, grow strong, be tree. <laughs> well, Listen, all those things. Am I losing my mind a little bit every day? Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Do I want to be a tree? Yeah.
1: That has been one thing that has stayed consistent.
0: Consistent. Consistency. You know, that's a good tree value.
1: Yeah. One thing remains the same. Not tree. everything remains the same, but one thing, trees do remain the same.
0: I remember, and you can cut this out, but I remember when you came up and visited me, pre-COVID times, and we all went out um, to a bar. Oh no! Um, and a risky we business. had, you know, maybe a drink beforehand. Oh no! And we were on the train to downtown Minneapolis, and we were trying oh. to explain to you that bananas aren't trees. And boy, howdy,
1: oh. you were a little
0: sloshed and just like struggling to understand that bananas are grass. Oh,
1: this is the thing is I rep- I very obviously repressed that. I am remembering <laughs> it now. And I, to be fair to past Claire, I'm still struggling with the fact that they're a grass. Still yeah, struggling with grass, that. Yeah, they're a
0: grass, not a tree,
1: yeah. Yeah, I get also, it. Like when I'm you here.
0: harvest banana, you cut down the whole tree.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. You did send me an article about that, too.
0: Yeah, I'm always just sending Claire articles because um, I'm always just on the internet. can never escape
1: Interwebs.
0: the i Interwebs. I am plugged in to the Matrix. Sure y'all.
1: are. Sure are. What was so that I'm about you just... in high school being the person who was on the computer the most? Didn't Mr. Mac come up to you? <laughs> it wasn't Mr. Mac. It was Mr. Castle. <laughs>
0: But, yeah, uh, when we were in school, uh, we were, like, the first class to get laptops. Ooh. And they were these horrible Lenovo laptops that felt like bricks in, like, 2014. Like, like, laptops did not have to be bricks in 2014, by the way, guys. But they gave us these laptops, and they were like, okay, have fun. And I chose to interpret that as read comics
1: Yes, get variants of speed getting painting vi- videos. Oh, of course. So,
0: um, I was approached at at the end of the year uh, by one of our teachers, this older this older gentleman named Mr. Caston, who resembled a sloth, and he came up to me and he was like, "Hey, just so you know, we can see like the internet usage," and I was like, "All right," because uh, you know. I was, you fe- I was pretty you fear chill. You
1: fear no God.
0: Oh, I fear no God. You know, like, oh, okay, whatever. And he was like, and you've used the most internet out of everybody <laughs> in
1: <the Yeah>. school.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that was my legacy. I was the one, the first year we got uh, computers, I was using the most bandwidth, baby. Get I was, it. I was, well, because a part of it was I was often after school hanging out. That's true. On my computer.
1: That's true.
0: And what else am I going to do, guys? Boy, howdy. I'm um, on YouTube. Was I ever actually just straight up taking notes on my computer? No. 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 Did I still get A's in my classes? You betcha. Yeah, betcha. You figured yeah, that I would out. would literally, I would literally be playing. I would literally be reading Marvel Comics, X-Men Comics. During my AP Western Civ class. Yeah. And I would talk to Mr. Wissinger about what I had just read in the comic after class. Like when we were going As you should. As I should. But I was also- You said, I'm going to disrespect this man to his face. But it doesn't matter. What is he going to say? Don't do that. Don't be so freaking cool, Emily. No, no. The man was a nerd. He's like, you get good grades, bruh. Let's talk. (laughs) I'm like, listen, I know what longbows are. Let's talk. (laughs) What's?
1: <laughs> I'm cool. I know what longbows are. I know what.
0: Lo- Listen, I went on to get a degree in history, so clearly,
1: it worked out. You know,
0: it worked out. My brain, mm, history.
1: I feel like in the grand scheme of things, I'm not ultimately that nerdy, but I have some things to hold on to, in which I could be like, yeah, I play Monster of the Week. I know what D and D is.
0: We literally got together as a group and just played a world-building game where all we did was talk about place. Oh, my God. And it was so juicy. And this game's only supposed to be, like, three or four hours. And it's taken us, like... We've been playing this game for six hours, and we're, like, not yet done. It's so good.
1: Genuinely, like, my actual birthday was really rough. The day after my birthday was also kind of rough until the evening... In which we got to spend like three hours talking about the concept of place. And it was so yummy.
0: It's So yummy. Guys, hey, Emily here. I went and got a creative writing degree and I was always the person in my creative writing classes who was like, let's talk about place and metaphor. And everyone's like, okay, calm down. But I'm over here like, let's talk about the place. You're like, like, I'm I'm going to trick my friends
1: into this. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I found the purple. You've activated
0: moment. my trap card. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. So, Claire, where can the people find us? You can find us
1: so many different places. Um This is the thing: is ever since that time that you yelled at me because I mentioned our Tumblr first, a Tumblr is all I think about the first time I start talking Always about. On the top of the brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So we do have a Tumblr, but we also have a website, but we also have an Instagram and a Twitter. Um, And um, what I would like to say to our viewers is please shoot us some emails about what you would like to hear on this beautiful podcast. If it sparks you joy, send it over to me, Claire. If you find it troubling,
0: horrifying,
1: (laughs) or horrifying, or deeply upsetting, uh, send it over to Emily and uh, she you know, lives
0: in the ocean just straight to me.
1: Yeah. If you have any questions, if you're like, I don't really know if this is send it over to Emily. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're like, eh. it's like a topic that you want to bring up to your friends, but you know that they're just going to be like, what is mm-hmm. wrong with mm-hmm. you? Send mm-hmm. that to me. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Egg. Exactly. But yeah, send that to us at chaosconsidered at gmail.com, baby. That's the,
0: that's the brand.
1: That's the brand, baby.
0: Baby. Go ahead. Whether you liked this podcast or not, you've made it this far, and the pact has been sealed. You must now go to iTunes and leave us a five star review. Dear that,
1: or we own your firstborn, and we don't want your firstborn.
0: I, again, I told Gordon, I'm not raising any more babies.
1: I don't want kids.
0: I don't want this right now for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So go over to iTunes, make an account, leave a five-star review. Um, go use our hashtag, add us. Add us with your emotions and your feelings. Um,
1: let's process it together, baby. Let's
0: process it together. If you if you add us on Instagram or the Twitter, I will I will engage with you just a little bit. I will engage with you in the confrontation just a little bit. Um, a, tasteful a tasteful amount. Otherwise, a tasteful amount, possibly a threatening amount, who's to say. Anyways, um... Uh, that's the pot that's that's the podcast folks we did it we made it if you've made it through happy you know everyone at claire and tell her happy birthday she's 24
1: ah, so oh, old your,
0: your baby ah. wow, your baby
1: i'm a grown man now
0: you can almost rent a cart
1: that's exactly what Kristen told me. <laughs> Kristen was like, You have one year left, baby. You can one rent a car. It's like that's when I'll know I've made it. You've
0: made it. That's when you're ready to bone and die when you can rent a car.
1: Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>